0: Welcome to the first episode of MHA Corner, presented by Maxwell Healthcare Associates. MHA Corner focuses on trends and topics that the home health and hospice industries face on a daily basis. We'll have conversations with industry leaders and our very own consultants on their first-hand experiences. In today's episode, operations coordinator at MHA, Hunter Sorensen, will sit down with senior consultants Bailey Goen and Kevin Jones to explore common issues agencies face with their electronic management record systems, or EMRs. Learn also how agencies can easily implement and optimize your EMR with solutions presented in today's podcast.
1: Welcome to today's episode of MHA Corner. Uh, Today's topic is talking about getting the most out of your EMR and the services MHA can offer your agency, uh, tackling common issues of your EMR, optimization, or even implementing. I'm gonna be your host. My name is Hunter Sorensen. I'm the marketing and operations coordinator for Maxwell Healthcare Associates. And joining me today are two senior consultants, Bailey Gohan and Kevin Jones. So Kevin, do you want to just introduce
2: yourself to start us off? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, good afternoon. Uh, my name is Kevin Jones. I'm one of the senior consultants with Matt Twill. Uh, prior to coming to Matt Twill, I specialize in operation efficiency, optimization, and education. Um, I'm really um, excited to be on this call to just really talk through some of the common um, challenges or you know opportunities that agencies are facing with EMR. So, I'm I'm really proud to be here.
1: Awesome. Well, we're glad to have you too, Kevin. And then Bailey is joining us as well. Bailey, do you want to give a quick intro of yourself?
3: Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, Bailey Goen here, senior consultant with Maxwell Healthcare as well. Um, I've been in the hospice home health industry since 2015, fresh out of college, Uh, worked with one of the largest EMR companies and have kind of continued my career uh, focusing on EMRs throughout the time. I've was worked as a project manager of operation efficiencies. In the last four years, I've worked alongside with Maxwell Healthcare doing numerous implementations, optimizations, and lots of education um, for agencies bringing on these EMR platforms. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Always
1: good to have you guys on with us. Thank you guys so much for your time. Um, so kind of just kick things off you guys, the, you know, the first question that I want to ask is, you know, what, and we know this pretty typically in, in industry, but just so that it's kind of laid out there for background noise, you know, what role does an EMR truly play for home health and hospice agencies? You know, we know that it's a patient database. Uh, We know that it's very operation driven. Um, It's kind of your quality assurance tool, reporting capabilities are involved. So I guess I wanna hear from Bailey, since you really work in with the EMRs that we work with with our clients, what role do you see in EMR database um, playing for these agencies?
3: Yeah, so first, just to clear things up, EMR, Electronic Medical Record System, at least that's what I call it, maybe it's management system, but essentially, it is how you keep track of your patients, the patient care, their plan of care, their orders, it is the heartbeat of an agency. Uh, While you have your nurses going out and seeing your patients and doing chart audits and all that. Your EMR is keeping it all in one place, which is why it's so crucial to have an EMR that you can rely on because not only are you collecting, you know, data for patient care, but you're also dealing with billing, revenue, payroll, all those things. So you really need a really strong EMR in order to make sure that your patients are taken care of and that your workers are taken care of as well. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've got on my end. Kevin, let's hear from you. I feel like you've got some good executive director answer for us
2: (laughs) (laughs) i do um so when i think of the emr system i think of what would be the driving force my agency meaning that when i'm looking at the overall picture i would like to have a system that is designed to give me that full picture of what i should see from a clinical aspect what i should see from operations what i should see from what the um the business staff is doing and also making sure that my internal team or what we call back office team is doing their part as far as who's going to be accountable for processing workflow or processing the next step of a task so that it can be given to another uh, worker. So coming from my level, it's very important to have an EMR system that is a driving force. You know, It's kind of like your dashboard of your agency and you want to stay up to speed of how things are being operated within your branch or within your agency.
1: Wow, thank you guys so much for the insight. I, I understand. You know, your guys' uh, experience is very valuable to us, but also to our customers. And, you know, when we think about the role that anything plays in any agency, right, it's very important to kind of dive in and make sure that what you have matches your agency's goals and culture, correct? Correct. Absolutely.
3: Awesome
1: so next thing i wanted to talk about was you know common emr issues but we hear this all the time this well every emr has its challenges so i guess what i wanted to ask bailey is you know what are these common emr challenges what makes these so challenging for agencies to cater their emr to their organizational structure
3: so i think there's two parts to that there's one what is the emr system capable of doing And two, is the agency using the EMR to its fullest capability? So you might come into an agency and they're like, yeah, well, we've been doing it this way all along because this wasn't working. When come to find out there was a release that actually fixed that years ago that they had no idea about. So really just staying in tune with what your EMR can do and the updates that are released on a daily basis as they're trying to improve is so crucial to make sure that you're not doing those workarounds that you thought you had to do or you may not even just have the knowledge on it where you didn't realize, oh, we could have done it this way. We were just taught this way and we, stepped, we kept with that. So really just always looking at your processes and, and questioning yourself, challenging yourself, like, is this the best way to do it? Can we use it in a better light than what we're doing currently? Um, we see it all the time, double working, undocumented processes, misunderstanding of roles, So we'll come to an agency and we'll do an assessment. We'll kind of ask them, you know, how do you do your intake process? How do you do your medical records process? And we might ask several uh, either, you know, organizations or individual staff, and you'll hear this double working all throughout. Like, oh wait, so you're checking for verification, but they're also running a payer verification. And so that's where that disconnect comes in of okay who's doing what and who's truly responsible for it and is it necessary to have a second person doing it as well so you kind of look at it from what the emr can truly do the emr emr's updates as it comes on but then also what are our processes and are they efficient and are they per person or is there a lot of double working going on uh kevin more on that yeah yeah
2: and i was going to add on to that because you're so right about um, one hand's not knowing what the other hand is doing, and you also, it, it's fair to say that there's a lot of agencies that haven't really had that chance to really sit down and talk about knowing that we have this EMR system, how is it going to work within our agency? What is going to be the safe processes or the standardization that we need to make sure that we're operating the system as we need to operate? And so what you find from an executive level or from a manager's level in terms of an EMR system is that who is going to be accountable for processing those tasks that are out there? Who's going to be accountable for making sure that if I decide to take a day off, you know, who is going to be my other person to really complete my workflow tasks or anything that I have outstanding? Who's going to be that person to take care of that? Um, A lot of times, we see agencies that are still utilizing paper. So, we see that there's a loss of information. (laughs) Uh, We see that paperwork gets lost. I have um, encountered work with an agency that was paper. And I can tell you, every week, we were always going through the trash can or going through recycling bin, looking for documentation. And it would have been nice if we had an EMR system That we can do an easy upload to the system where we were able to find information, you know, quite frequently. Um, You also want to make sure that with your system that is compliance driven. You want to make sure that when I say compliance that you're really sticking very closely to the regulations that are with system or EMR system where there's a really good true indicators of your KPIs and how you can basically take those KPIs really do a deep dive on areas that you need to really fix or areas that should be your main focus where you can continue to move that dial and really have a very successful operating branch or agency. So those, those are some challenges that I feel that agencies are struggling with just trying to figure out how do they do that. But like I said, not having that communication, not coming together as a group to figure out what you can do to really move that dial, you will find yourself being challenged over and over again.
3: Absolutely. One more thing, just to add to that, Kevin, you know, we have these customers that might have brought their EMR on years ago, maybe they're five Mm -hmm. years, six years in the making. And so then Mm -hmm. we come in and happen to do just a small project and we'll ask them something and they'll be like, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know we had that yeah. capability. So, if you haven't, if you implement your EMR, you know, it's been a couple of years, this is probably the perfect opportunity to kind of get that refresher to know, like I said before, are we using our EMR to the fullest potential? Because I guarantee you, I hope your EMR has changed in the last six years where you guys can improve your processes.
1: Mm, good point. Yeah, that is. And that's a perfect segue into our next slide here. Just talking about, you know, what can these, what do these challenge really lead to? Um, you know, what, if when we're not using our EMR to our fullest potential, what could possibly, what are the possible outcomes? And obviously we know that those are probably negative, but just coming from you guys based on your experience with past clients of ours and, you know, even current projects that you guys are doing right now, um, you know, what happens when we see those inefficient workflows um, and how much money really gets kind of thrown away in their EMR systems because of that?
3: Well,
2: sorry. Right. From a high-level standpoint, I, I like to speak on this. Uh, a lot of times when you see that your the EMR system that you're using, that you're not using it to its full potential, um, you do see staff, you know, would just basically – Process things or do things inappropriately, or uh, they really not uh, sticking to what that task may be. And so, what you find is that everybody just, you know, getting processing things just to get it off their work plate for the day, okay? Or you'll find people that don't really understand the core of why it's very important to really look at the task that's presented to their workflow and really work it out and where they can think in terms of, hey, this is my business. You know, that's one of the things I always encourage with my employees that I've managed That hey, this is our mini little business. You know, even though we're part of a huge uh, corporation, but this is our own little um, operation that we have here. So it's important to manage that. Um, Another thing, too, that you would see that um, when it comes down to quality of care, um, it's pretty much an afterthought. If it's not being done the way that it should be done or if the clinical manager is not really doing a thorough review of that patient's plan of care, you'll find that you know the outcomes are not where they need to be, especially with agencies trying to focus a lot of their attentions on quality outcome scores and then also five-star ratings. So that that's one of the things that you would see. Um, throwing away money is kind of like we're offering free care. <laughs> um, when you have your, your system and you're not utilizing it to its full potential, potential, you find yourself just basically um, just offering free care over and over again. Um, There's been times where, with the system, you can set your team up for failure, uh, meaning not really doing a very good job at educating the team on the processes or or help them understand why it's important to have a very thorough documentation when they are documenting. Um, If you don't really set them up that high bar of what the documentation standards are, you have
3: That you brought up you know the standardization process um especially when you have agencies all over the us it is really hard to keep a pinpoint nose on how every agency is running their ways if you don't standardize the process um, so standard process standard process standardization there we go <laughs> that is definitely one of the more important items to kind of focus on if it's you know if that that's a possibility for your agencies And another thing is just having a a good education program, a good support system. I see a lot of agencies that they really don't have an education department. So what you get out of that is you have other workers training other workers, potentially bad practice. They'll say, Mm -hmm. you're not really supposed to do it this way, but this is how I do it. And this is my workaround. So then you've got the bad leading the bad rather than having that standard process, the company expectation right there in documentation form so they understand this is what we expect of you and there shouldn't be any uh, room for interpretation. So having a strong education team and having standard processes can absolutely help with these challenges just to ensure that your employees are getting the right education, but also that you're protecting them because you've got to think about it, how many nurses do you have on your team that have a license at stake, right? So if we're allowing them to do this documentation, probably not in the best way, we're putting a lot of risk on their license as well. And going back to throwing away money, not only is it just, you know, if you're not using your EMR to its best ability, but you're going to see a delay in processes. So whether it's submitting the OASIS or the HISS or billing, whatever it may be. Think about how many days late your his has been or oasis and what kind of penalties are you incurring and why are they late is it truly because we just couldn't control it or is it because our processes processes are not strong enough in place to know that expectation of getting it in timely getting it reviewed and submitted on time so those are just some really things uh, important things to consider when not only looking at your emr but looking at your processes and making sure they're standard across the board so that we all are speaking the same message and that your employees know what to expect.
1: Right. Because what you're saying is, is basically, you know, you have those standardized processes so that no one gets confused. No one's put at risk of setting themselves up for failure by the blind leading the blind and documentation of processes. Right. I mean, that's a big thing. If, if things aren't documented, how, how is your team supposed to follow suit in the right way to do things?
3: hmm Okay. Absolutely. And one thing we see and we'll probably get on this on our next slide is just, you know, say you got a brand new scheduler coming in and they're shadowing another scheduler, right? But they come back and they're like, I had no idea what's expected of me. I don't know. I don't even know where to start my day. You know, that's where day in the life documents can come into play, where we actually list out. Okay, first we come into workflow and we check these items. We run these reports and this is what we're looking for just to really simplify someone's job so that when they come in, they're not just totally blind as to what their new responsibility is. They have that document right there to reference. Mm-hmm.
1: And ultimately all of this put together really does at, at the end of the day, the, the patient is what is what everybody cares about the most, correct? So when we exactly. put it in when we put that in perspective, right, these inefficient workflows could ultimately um, incur problems with patient care and the quality that we that clinicians can deliver.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, some of these EMRs, they're really good about being compliant and requiring that starter care visit to be complete before their visits can happen. And if there's a delay in documentation of that visit, how many days is this patient going to go without a visit if they're not following mm-hmm. that standard protocol? So that is absolutely crucial.
1: You know, that's another good segue into our last slide here um just kind of plugging in you know what we at mha can do for your agency to help optimize your emr and i'm gonna let uh bailey lead this off and kevin i would love for you to jump in whenever you can on this as well um but yeah bailey you want to just start us off here
3: yeah so in the last four years at have mha we have done so much and have grown so much in the last four years uh, we've gotten to where we do uh, implementation assessments or pre implementation assessments. We look at all of your processes. If you have unifications coming on with different providers coming in under one L- umbrella, we look at everyone's processes and figure out where's the gap there? Where can we standardize this process so that we're all on the same page? Um, so, really, just centralizing, uh, I'm sorry, streamlining your processes is a big thing. But then also looking at what are some items that you can centralize? So, some ideas off the top of my head, intake, medical records, uh, billing, authorizations. All of those, the benefits of centralizing those processes is you'll notice if you have them at a branch level, you might really have some strugglers here and there. You might have one really good um, intake person, but one that might kind of struggle or authorizations. But it, when you centralize your process, you can really take all those strong folks. Put them together as a team, and that's all they're focusing on day in day out, rather than when you have someone at the at the agency level, at the branch level, focusing on might be scheduling, medical records, and take all at once. Get you a centralized team that can really focus on that one subject matter to where they are experts in that field so you don't have those delay in processes and you don't have those errors because they're doing it day in day out, and they can focus just on that. Uh, we know what workflows and processes should look like. We've seen so many agencies and how they do it, which I think is such a cool advantage from our point to help our future customers. Is because we can look at this idea agency and saw how they handle their intake, and then we can take what we learn and pass it on. You know, we can actually absolutely like give that recommendation of well, we saw this process work really well here for a smaller census, but we saw this process work great here for a larger census. So having that variability of um, knowing what these processes look like and knowing that they're not all the same you can't just put in one process give it to any agency and say here you go this should work for you no every agency is different there's different sizes different service lines you have to consider Um, so with us we've got lots of experience on our hands we've got operations clinical financial you know we've got experts in every field so that's where we can really come in and help you guys out And Kevin, I keep seeing your little circle glow, what you got?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the things that I wanted to point out too, that agencies need to be more comfortable with knowing is that they don't have to tackle this all on themselves, that they need to really look for the experts, look for us to come in and really be um, another um, set of eyes, you know? Um, letting us to be um someone that's coming from the outside really doing a deep dive in what's currently going on with internally with their agency let us come in and offer some recommendations of how we can build them up what they can be successful that they have all those outcomes that that are achievable you know we want to be that that um that consultant we want to be that firm that can really go in and kind of help with that um another thing too that i i remember as an exec director sitting at the table with with my colleagues trying to figure out how do we develop this process and we would spend hours or we'll spend weeks or even months trying to figure, up, figure out the process and later on we realize we don't have a process in place so by having someone from the outside that can truly come in and condense your ideas and really help you understand what is going to be realistic what is not going to be realistic how is this going to affect patient care what are the goals as far as outcomes that you're trying to achieve? If you sitting at your table at the moment with your colleagues trying to figure those things out, that's when you need to call Maxwell. That's when we can step in and really, you know, provide you that guidance of leading you all in the right direction, but also leading you all in the right um, frame of mind of how you can really get these things that are really um, what I call um, that's affecting your, your offices or affecting your branches or your agencies. What can you do to really get control of those things? And that's what we can really step in and kind of help. Um, we, we want you to let our team, you know, dive into those operational process. Um, we want to make sure that the EMR system that you're currently using, that it has its assessment compliance billing, and and patient care within your organization.
3: Yeah, and one thing just to mention is, you know, we're your friends in this game. We come in because we want to make health care better. That is our number one goal at Maxwell, yeah. is that we take care of the industry, right? We want to take care of you guys so you can take care of your staff so they can take care of your patients. That's our goal. We're not the bad guys coming in and telling you how ugly your baby is. Yeah, <laughs> we're the good guys yeah. coming in and saying, well, your baby's got a few blemishes, but let us fix it for you. <laughs> um, so I know it sounds scary when you're saying oh, we're going to bring a consulting firm in to, to tell us what to do. No, we're here to guide and help you guys. We listen to your ideas. We listen to your wants. And we tell you what's feasible and what we can make work for you guys. So let us work for you because we're we're more than happy to do it.
1: Right. And I do think it's also important to note too the team, the type of team that we have, you know, and we talk about it quite a bit on, on every platform for social media and, and any marketing. But we truly do have a well-versed team that is, you know, has a vast array of knowledge and experience in all facets of the post-acute space. And, you know, we have, I mean, like Kevin, for for instance, was an executive director level. He's not the only one on our team that has that experience. We have people that know how to run hospices, know how to run home health agencies. They're not going to come in and be the bad guy. They're going to come in and they're going to help you, and they're going to they're going to do it in a way that matches your organizational structure and goals. Um, we go in and we assign people that you know want to learn the culture of your of your organization, and we will match the needs and the goals of that. So it's very important to note the type of team that MHA has, and who we'll bring in to help you guys out. All right, guys, and thanks again so much for taking the time to listen and and watch and learn from our senior consultants. Thanks again, Bailey and Kevin, for your time. Um, We'll let you guys say goodbye, and we'll sign off here at MHA.
3: Awesome. Thank you so much, Hunter, for having us. It's It's been fun.
1: Thank you, Hunter. And I just want to tell all of those
2: customers that need us help call us now. <laughs>
3: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And you can always learn more at MaxwellHCA.com. That's MaxwellHCA.com. Uh, we have plenty of information for you guys, or you guys can reach out to us at any time. Thank you for your time, and everybody have a great rest of your day.
0: Thanks for joining us for the first episode of the MHA Corner Podcast. Tune in next time to learn about the latest industry topics and trends from experts in the home health and hospice industries.